Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to our modern day life. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means, but in the faith world, we attribute this to the Lord. So today's miracle will be Miracle number 11, which is bringing a widow's son back to life in name. Now, this will be taking, pl um, taking place from Luke 7, verses 11 to 17. I'll be doing the ESV version. I'll be reading the ESV version, but please feel free to read any version of your choice. And it begins. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and the great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came up and touched the buyer and the bear stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. And they glorified God saying, a great prophet has arisen among us. And God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, this shows how merciful and blessed, you know, Jesus was because here this young man lay there lifeless and all Jesus had to do was just speak life into him. It's almost that idea of speak life, life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, it's, it's written, but here Jesus performed it. He brought this young man back to life all through his power, all through his faith in his father, and literally the woman having faith that he was able to do something like this. I think this is such a, 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 it's a miraculous thing because you can only think when you think of people bringing people back to life, that's only God. No machine, no nothing, no nothing that man can do. No science can do something like that. And, and I think this is why this miracle is, is absolutely, probably one of the most spectacular ones, bringing someone back from the dead. I mean, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think it's a spectacular miracle, right? <laughs> Raising someone from the dead. Right. And, and I think this is probably the first uh, raising from the dead miracle yes. that we've, we've, talked, that we've about. talked about. And um, what's interesting to me about this miracle that Jesus performed is that the widow didn't ask Jesus for a miracle. Remember, like we've been talking about all the people who hound Jesus for a miracle. Right. And, and he, that wasn't his focus right but he still did it but he's still a healing and loving 
savior. Right. So if right. he encounters a situation in which he can help, he's moved by compassion. And so he goes up to the woman's son and brings him back from the dead. The Bible makes mention of the fact that she was a widow. Right. And this was her only son. And back in those days, uh, she probably needed a male figure to provide for her to go out and work or to do things to be head of the household. And now she was left by her by herself. So Jesus is moved by compassion. Jesus knows your needs, right? He can meet your needs. You don't have to say anything. He knows what you need. He's compassionate with, um, for your sorrows and for your loss. And he can step into any situation without you even calling on him. You know, and I, I love that, that this encounter shows the compassion and the ability of Jesus, right? It, go, it goes from healing someone's blindness, casting out spirits, <laughs> making someone unparalyzed, right. if, that's, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word, but um, uh, uh, he, he brings someone from the dead. And it foreshadows what's to come because this man has power of life and death. This is not just, you know, a touch to heal your physical body. This is pulling you from the other side. This is this is spectacular indeed. Right. You know, it's interesting because I think even in Luke 7, um, 12, it actually kind of mentions this idea of the woman, you know, she she's already suffered loss. You mm -hmm. know, she didn't have her husband. You know, this is the only son. So it also shows by Jesus bringing this son back to life. It's also showing how he lifted her burdens of being alone, of not having everyone to, to um, her burden of having such great travesty and loss in her life. So Jesus, even metaphorically by bringing him back is saying, I'm lifting your, your burdens. I'm taking them on, you know, and I'm bringing your only son, just like I'm also the only son to my mother and bringing him back for you. It's almost like saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this honor to show you who, who I am, to show you my capabilities, to show how far. And like you said, this was the first one of talking about bringing someone back from the dead. And I think that is, is so selfless. You know, I mean, the things that he's performed is, is to such great capacity, but to actually bring someone back to life, it is showing the power, the true power that God has given them. It's, it's, it's that's, fantastic. And that's, amazing. I mean, I think you make an excellent point. That's true power, right? Yeah. Like no matter what happens in this life, you can say, you know, he healed the sick, but you know what? The person had a fever. Tylenol will bring down the fever, right? Like <laughs> right. we're in 2022. Right. I mean, we're right. here since 2022. Right. And you can, you can say Tylenol will bring down the fever, but this, he brought somebody back from the dead. We're not talking about like, resuscitation after a few minutes. This Correct. is declared dead on your way to be buried. This is not an AED, right. you know? <laughs> right. This is, you're not on the operating table. Correct. This is not you right. just died kind of situation. Right. This is when you've been dead. Right. You know, I don't know when they bury their dead, but it's not within five minutes, right? right? It's right. going to take some time to, to create the procession and right. do all these things. So, th you know, death has no power over Jesus. Absolutely. That means he's the true absolute savior. Yes. That I mean he and he and the crazy thing is about this parable it doesn't I mean this miracle doesn't make a big deal about it. No. But it is a big deal. A huge deal. He he performs the ultimate ultimate miracle the miracle that we are all looking for that that life that everlasting life and when he brings this son back to life 
he not only restores him his mm-hmm. life, but he brings restoration to the mom. Absolutely. As Philia was saying, like she had nothing. She was at a great loss and she didn't seek out God. She did not, you know, go to Jesus and saying, I know you can do it. She was wallowing in her misery. And sometimes, sometimes we are wallowing in our misery. Sometimes we, 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 we are struggling and we don't know who to ask for help. But we serve a God who hears our cries mm-hmm. and who's compassionate to us and who will bring restoration to our lives. Any area that's dead, he will bring res- restoration. It could be your finances. It could be your relationships. It could be uh, um, your career. It could be your, your, your goals, your dreams. Anything that's dead is not dead when it comes to Jesus. He can restore anything. That is the ultimate miracle. He's showing us that he, the grave has no power over him. So he can bring us back to life and he can give us everlasting life. The metaphor is so crazy to me. It like blows my mind because he's doing something physical here for someone else that he's going to do for himself. And he's also going to do for us spiritually like that. Raising from the dead Mm. without being asked. That's why Jesus was sent here for us to have this life everlasting. And that's why the message is important that it's that that it's spread so that, you know, Jesus, that you can have an encounter with Jesus. But sometimes Jesus will reach out to you to have an encounter with you. But it's important that we know who Jesus is so we can have access to this miracle of life and restoration. That is uh, such a great point, sis. Thank you for for making that point, because this miracle put Jesus even more on the map almost, right? Because for all the other ones, it was like, oh yeah, of course. But can you raise someone from the dead? That's the, And this is where that idea of Messiah, which is like God being with us, God is with us. This is where Jesus, the accolades were even more great. And to a point where it, it, it went surpass the lands of, 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 of Judea at the time, you know, because all it showed was that Jesus had this ultimate miracle of bringing someone back from the dead. I mean, who can even fathom that? Mm. You know, it supersedes all the other miracles, it almost seems. Yeah. You know, because it makes the other miracles seem so minuscule. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to heal someone paralyzed. Oh, of course you can heal someone with a blood Oh, Of course you can heal someone. Now you're taking someone who literally is proclaimed dead and... Th- You've breathed, you've breathed life. The, the last time that happened, someone, uh, God breathed into Adam, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of like that idea. It's like, and that's where that idea that God is with us. That's where that came from. That's where the people actually started to accept God is with us. That miracle is what I, I believe is how they saw him, you know, because of that action that he did. It's great that you, you you mentioned when was the last time this happened because it actually happened before. Right? It, it, okay. happened, it happened. Um, Elijah. Elijah. Elijah that's right. brought a widow's son back, back to, to life. life. And you know what's so great about Jesus performing this miracle without like being asked or provoked mm-hmm. or anything about it? It just shows you that he was the prophesied Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they when the people saw him bring this uh, child back to life, they claimed a great prophetess among, mm-hmm. amongst us. They were thinking about Elijah. 
But the Bible told us in the Old Testament that Jesus would come, Mm -hmm. that he would restore. He would do all these things. So it's almost like he's showing us who he is without making, you know, a big grandiose deal about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this woman didn't come to him. He 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 walked upon her. He saw the procession, saw her, her, her sorrow and did this. And, and, it, and, you know, the power of Jesus, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right. Bringing back someone from the dead is not new, but how is it? It could be a shock, right? Like these people saw him and were in fear. It's not new because it was done in the past. It can be done again. You know, the, the whole thing with Jesus water into wine, right? We know Moses had power over, over, over water, water, you know, because of, because of the miracle that Jesus, God was performing through him. So we know that there's these similarities from the Old Testament to the new, which, which means that the doubters, who said they were about the word should have recognized who Jesus was. If you were really about the word, you would know. That's why those were saying like, it's another prophet because they knew of Elijah. They knew what he did. They believed in it and they believed in Jesus as a prophet. Maybe they didn't recognize that he was the one to save them because that ultimate restoration hasn't happened yet, right? Like that seeing is believing that Jesus said, right? Like you need to see these miracles in order for you to believe in me. It's not just my words, that's enough. But it it just foreshadows so much to come. I mean, Jesus was a man about his mission. He was about his father's business. He was on his way to the cross, but can be moved by compassion. Recognize the power that, God already has and perform it. He's not doing anything new. What really is new is his resurrection. Yes. Yes. Amen. You know, his crucifix, his crucifix, uh, crucifixion Mm -hmm. for our, for our restoration that is beyond the physical. That is what's to come. That is the ultimate miracle that we're waiting on. But no one could see it this time. And here, here is Jesus being Jesus, yes. being loving, wow. being compassionate, bringing restoration to dead areas of your life right. in the physical plane. He was here for the spiritual, but in the physical, he can he, do. He's doing as well. And if he right. can do, he will do. Right, right. He and if he no did it before, he will do it again. Amen. Amen. That's the Jesus I serve. That is the Jesus. No stun, no stone left unturned. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he was walking and he stumbled on it, he was going to do something about it. That's, that's <laughs> Jesus. But I like the facts is that you mentioned um, that these miracles were performed before. It's almost like sometimes, you know, God needs to show his people that if it's been done before, it can be done again. And like you mentioned, just like, the miracle, you know, that Moses performed with water, Jesus also did it with wine. Just like the miracle of Elijah bringing the widow's um, son back to life, Jesus also did it again. You know, so it's, but like you said, the difference, what set him apart is that resurrection that showed that he was the final, he was the Messiah. He was the one that was going to end this calamity of humanity and die for our sins. So this was just a reiteration that everything in the Old Testament, everything that was said, everything that was written is, and we have come and we've reached that time. And if people did not understand and know that, this was the time that they had to recognize that now. Jesus had to say nothing at this point. There's nothing he, he needs to say. His actions spoke louder than anything that could possibly be living on earth at that time. 
Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that his actions speak louder than mm -hmm. his words, right? We we know he used words. We know that he was um, um, preaching a message. We know that he even spoke life into people. Yes. But, you know, his actions shows us who he was. And his actions is a great example for all of us to strive towards because if we are struggling in our daily lives mm -hmm. about who we are and what we're supposed to do, Jesus showed you. Right. You can see someone and be moved by compassion and do something for them. Now, listen, I don't know if I can bring someone back to life, right? <laughs> like, you know, Jesus, you know, deputized and gave authority and power when he left. But what I do know is that I can be moved by compassion and provide comfort. There's things that I can do. There's things that you can do. We can all do something because we see that Jesus is a man about action. Yes. He's never going to leave anything, anything done, like undone. Correct. Right. When it's finished, it's finished. But if he sees something, he's going to intervene and do yes. something. Amen. What about us? Right. We want miracles, but what are we doing? Do we see things right. and do nothing? Right. Where is our compassion? Are we stand by? What, what's left right. of humanity? Correct. Wow. This is wonderful. You don't. I really, really love this discussion, sis. I think that this miracle here has made us really, truly understand the power of, of, of Jesus and what he was here to put on earth for. And we are not worthy of him. And we could definitely do everything in our power to be more Christ-like so that we can access our own miracles. Amen. 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 So thank you for tuning in to our discussion today. Stay tuned for closing prayer and announcements. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss Jesus's miracle of bringing a widow's son back to life in Nain, found in Luke chapter 7 verses 11 to 17. We hope you enjoy the discussion and before we wrap we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, November 30th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our IG handle, so follow our Instagram page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible, because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God, we bless you and we honor your magnificent name. You are holy and good. We love you and we appreciate everything that you have done for us, including giving us your only son so that we may have eternal life. Father, your wonders and mercies never ceases. And in this time when we enter into prayer, we look forward to your unending compassion and love to bring restoration in all dead areas of our life. 
2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4 says, Blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort with which ourselves are comforted by God. Father God, let us not forget those who are suffering as you have healed us from our sufferings and you have brought restoration. Let us use us to help others who are suffering, who are afflicted. Let us not forget that we are your vessels, that we should show love and compassion to those around us. Psalms 103.13 says, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, for they will receive his mercy and grace. Father God, if there's any part in us that does not fear the Lord or does has doubt, let the Holy Spirit help to renew our minds and our spirits so that we may be brought into your fold and be confident in who you are. We know that you are gracious. We know that you are loving and kind, and we wait to receive this from you. Isaiah 30, 18 says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Joel 2, 25 to 26 says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. We are so grateful for a compassionate God who gives us restoration in any dead areas of our lives. Oh, Father God, I pray for restoration. I pray for healing. I pray for new mercies. I pray for your grace, oh, Father God, to meet us where we are right now. Oh, Lord, begin to, to, to heal and restore all areas of our lives that are suffering. Oh, Father God, touch anyone who is struggling right now, oh, Father God, and give them renewed hope, knowing that you are the God of the future of plenty. Oh, Father God, let us be restored with double portion, triple portion. Isaiah 61, 7 says, instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, there they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double proportion. They shall have everlasting joy. Father God, we thank you for everlasting joy. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for restoration. First Peter 5.10 says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his internal, eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for this. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless your holy name. Oh, Father God, a God of grace and mercy and eternal joy and light. Oh, Father God, you have shown in this in this miracle that death does not hold you down, that you have power over the grave, that nothing can stop your power. It is almighty. It is everlasting, all encompassing and overcoming. Oh, Father God, we we praise you, Father, that you have power to restore power over death. 
Revelations 21, 4 says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Oh, Father God, we look forward to all things new through you. John eleven twenty five 25 says, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, shall he live. Oh, Father God, we look for the everlasting life through Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood of Jesus shed for our sins so that we can be restored to you, that we can have restoration in dead areas of our life. Oh, Father God, in this season where we are giving thanks, oh, Father God, thanks for your mercy. Thanks for your um, restoration and thanks for the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, let us show gratitude gratitude and thanks to everyone around us, our loved ones, and those who who we may not know, but we can show compassion for because your word teaches us to be compassionate to everyone around us as you have shown compassion to us. Oh, Father God, we thank you for your mercies every day. We thank you for your love. As Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we come into agreement and we ask for restoration and we ask for increased compassion from us and from you. In Jesus precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all for tuning into our podcast today. We love you. Have a blessed and safe holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.